money. Is it the root of all evil or does it set you free? Can it actually be both? How much money is enough? And when does money affect our health? Money can create chaos, anxiety and stress. But it can also be so positive. You're going to want to carry on listening to this conversation. If you've got unclear goals around your money, or if you're not quite sure where you want to be around money, if you need to track where your money goes, do you need to be spending it on certain things? Or should your money be better diverted to other places? And how can you improve by 1%? Oh my goodness, so many questions. Let's get into the conversation now with Brandon Neely, who is my guest for you to help you with your money. I love the fact that you talk about money because as a Brit, nobody talks about money. And if they do, it's usually a lie (laughs) or untrue or it's a falsehood that, you know, it's it's a belief that we've got that we don't even know why we've got it. So when you turn that into a context of business and helping entrepreneurs, you've got quite a few different methods that you use to really nail it down. And I think the one that intrigues me most, you know, we can all talk about scaling up and how to be your own boss and, you know, the mindsets and methodologies and all of those different habits that you need to have. But what intrigued me most was this still method. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this has got to be, correct me if I'm wrong, an acronym for a really easy way to keep yourself on track with your money somewhere along the line when it comes to running your business. And it also makes me think, if you're having questions about money, you could just sit still and answer these questions, I wonder how helpful that's going to be. I'm on the right lines. I can tell. (laughs) So Brandon, do you want to share with us what your still method is all about? Well, first I want to go back and kind of think about wealth. Wealth is more than money. Wealth in relationships, right? Wealth in finances is important. You know, I, I think like you go over in the in UK versus the US, right? They're, uh, from what I've heard, slower process. They're just taking it in, not as fast paced as Americans are, right? And that's a different kind of wealth than just busy, busy, busy trying to get to the next thing, right? And there's wealth of relationship, wealth of friendships, and there's all kinds of ways to define so that's something that I've thought about a lot as a as a person in the finance world to talk about wealth as other attributes is not necessarily talked about a lot as there's just a, it's all about the money. But the thing is, yeah. is it's everything is interconnected. Our, our money affects our health, right? Uh, if we don't talk about money in a relationship, it could lead to divorce, right? And all of those things are interconnected and we can't just like put our head in the sand and say, hey, this doesn't 
exist I don't, because I'm not talking about it, put our fingers in our ears and pretend like it doesn't exist. Well, that doesn't make it not exist. Money is, it is important. We maybe not don't want to be defined as that uber rich guy, right? Or whatever. Maybe we do. I don't know. But that's going into our still method of saying, okay, there's ways that people are dealing with life. So most people are in chaos, right? This is our world right now. We are confused, right? You know, trying to log into all the Zoom accounts is like confusing and I'm not sure which one I'm supposed to be in, right? Half-hazard, that's our tax situations and everything. Anxious. People are anxious and and they don't look at their money because it's like, oh, this is going to create stress. Some stress is good, though. Anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. I don't know about you, but the past two years has shown a lot of chaos, right? A lot of just, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, is it ever going to end? On the American side, you know, we're trying to solve the problem of COVID, putting money in, the Fed does things has other implications. And we're like, is it never ending? The problem is we're too busy with this chaos stuff, figuring out how to log into Zoom that we forget that we need to like retreat, right? And and kind of step back. And so the still method is a way of us just asking questions of our money and our lives, really. So, and if you want to get this, go to stillmethod.com or go to wealthwisdomfp, that's wealthwisdomfpfinancialpartners.com, and then you can download that that there. But so the it's an acronym. We love acronyms, right? Everybody loves acronyms. Make it easy. But it's setting your sights. You know, I know how many people, like I swear this happens all the time. They don't know their goals. They don't have any goals except to go to Disney World or I don't know what they do in the UK because everybody in America wants to Paris. go to Disney World. So where do they Paris. Paris? Is that what happens? Yeah. If it's Disney, so everybody, yeah. everybody wants to go to Paris and that's almost every, if you ask somebody their goals, probably over there, well, at least in the US, nine times out of 10, they'll say, oh, it's to go to Disney World. I'm like, well, and then what, right? You've done it. Now, now what's the goal? And a lot of people don't know, right? No, they want to go again because there's still so much to see. I guess. And they spent all their <laughs> retirement just on that. Yeah. Uh, I have no desire to go there and use that. Anyway, maybe that's wrong. I do want to see, you know, some Marvel stuff. but Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And I get what you're saying is that they look at that as that experience as being, you know, ambitious. Mm-hmm. And when you boil it down to how much it needs for you to actually maybe save, I would guess that the average household may need to save for two or three years for that kind of holiday experience. Yeah. So it's fairly short sighted. There's not yeah. any real long term goals behind the aspirations that they have. Yeah. And setting your sights, in my view, is saying, okay, where do I want to end up? And I'm reverse engineering almost like in technology, reverse engineer what I want, right? And so you have to ask yourself, and and this is on all forms of not just money, but what kind of husband do I want to be? What kind of dad do I want to be? You know, 
if they were going to look at me, you know, almost if I'm on my deathbed or dead, for example, right? What are people going to say? Right. And so I want to kind of set my sights and then build backwards. So whenever I do my financial analysis with clients, I'm asking them, you know, what do you want life to look like when you're 82? Right. That's important. And because the things you do now are going to reflect your 82 year old self, right? It's going to have impact. So setting your sights is important, right? And again, most people are just reactionary. They are not asking those questions of themselves because that means you have to like turn off the TV and sit with it, right? Or asking your spouse, hey, what is this? This is great date night stuff. So it's interesting because then the, the husband dies at 80, right? Wife may live for longer. And this this is another interesting statistic. If you're healthier, you're more likely to get into a long-term care facility, right? It's going to cost you more to live. Yeah. Which is interesting because, I mean, if you think about it in our world now, there's a lot of people going into those kind of places except you don't see a lot of people with bad health problems staying in them, right? Because they have bad health problems. Uh, there's not a lot of overweight people and that kind of thing in that those places. And you have to ask yourself, well, okay, what do we want to be? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? So setting your sights is really important. And this is in your business too. Don't just create a business that is going to like, I don't know, be all about everything's selling, but not making sure you're taking care of yourself. So setting your sights on what kind of business do you want? Do you want to create? And how's that not just you serving the business, but how's the business serving you back? Those are really important questions to sit with. So that's the S and and, um, and still. The T is track your in and out, right? This is the budgeting stuff the stuff that people want to avoid. And if you don't like budgeting, we, we actually created a course, you know, I think Jeff Bezos doesn't necessarily budget, but I bet you he knows where his cash flow is going. And so we created a course, how to manage cash flow like a millionaire, where we're thinking about, you know, they understand how money is flowing, right? But you need to know, have a tracking of what's happening, right? That's kind of like, Log in your workouts. Right? Yeah, and and certainly, you know, I mean, like with 2008 and with what's happened with COVID, when you suddenly have to take stock of things because things change outside of your control, it's one of the first things that I assume that people in business, that, that even couples in relationships will look at, where is the money going? Because if they're paying over the odds for Netflix, and that could be the difference, you know, between yeah. school dinners for the kids or, well, you know, what gives <laughs> the kids would well, say Keep Netflix. Most, <laughs> yeah. most people aren't tracking, right. No. Or the, and what, what's happening in our world now is we have this thing called marketing where everybody has a plan for your money. I, I just turn on the TV for five seconds. My kid gets marketed to all the time and he's four. Right. And so it is just interesting how if we don't track it, things just kind of flow and we're like, oh yeah, I'm just you know, going through and their credit card companies and this in general 
we're told, yeah, you, you deserve it. You deserve this. So here's a credit card, go get it. And we don't have the money to actually spend actually for real. And we wonder why we don't have a retirement in the first place. It's because we spent money that we didn't have and we're paying for it in the future, right? So tracking it, at least having an idea. This is not looking at it or just, it's just kind of doing a ledger, you know. Just knowing can help yeah. those sleepless nights, can't yeah. it as well? Yeah. And knowing, hey, I've been spending all of this on all of these different streaming services. How's that actually adding up versus cable, right? And we're like, oh, oh well, streaming is cheaper than cable. But now we have a hundred different streaming services raising prices and we're like, wait a second, that was cheaper. Anyway, um, those are things. So then that leads into inspect, right? After you track it, that's going to give you some things that you can inspect, right? You don't want to just track and not like look at the stuff, right? You have to actually see what it's telling you, right? It's it's like kind of having a map, right? You're looking backwards, right? That's what a budget is, is kind of looking at what your habits are, behaviors, right? And then we want to go to the next one, which is pretty quick, right? The budgeting part is is a little challenging. Um, And that's look for 1% adjustments, right? S-T-I, inspect, and then look for 1% adjustments. And those things... We want to compare ourselves to, to the uber rich, right? Or any of that, but it's the 1% adjustments that make a big impact, right? Both positive and negative, right? Sometimes 1% adjustments in the wrong direction. And we wonder why we got here. We're like, you didn't even notice that you were going in that direction. Well, that's also in the positive, right? So you're looking at the 80-20 rule or, or those kind of things and saying, okay, what's making sense in my business? or in my life that I need to adjust and then look for those 1% adjustments. And and in the profit first language that I, I love is doing an expense challenge, right? You'd be surprised, literally, how many people and business owners have that, what do you, what do you call shiny object syndrome? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you buy something and then a year later, you're like, oh, it, it's going up like the Zoom subscriptions going up and for renewal. And you're like, wait a second, I don't even use that. And that's that's a 1% adjustment just on cutting that cost, right? So there's an expense challenge or looking and saying, okay, what is it actually working? What do I need to like bend more towards? And those 1% adjustments are going to get us towards that, right? The goal, right? And then the last letter in the still method is live deliberately. Again, most Mm -hmm. of us, especially in Americans, are not deliberate in our life and we're just watching Netflix all day long and wondering why am I not fulfilled, right? And we have to say, well, maybe it's because we're not deliberate in our actions and in our other areas of our life. Because the stats right now, wealth is at a, Financial wealth is an all-time high, as far as the stock market would say. However, the stats on a lot of other things are going down. And we'll have to ask ourselves, what's the correlation here? And 
how can we live deliberately to create an alternate version? Otherwise, definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah, because that divide between the wealthy at the top and those that are maybe not mm. being as deliberate as they, they ought to be, that people will go, well, wh where's that divide come from? But in, it's always in action, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I often recall myself saying is, you have the power to vote with your feet by your action, by stopping or not doing something in a certain way. So yeah. I know that, you know, certainly last year, Jeff Bezos was was called out. Elon Musk was called out as, you know, being, you know, insanely rich. It's vulgar, the amount of money that they've got. But when you dig deeper, who's feeding that, at, right? And in actual fact, there are so many projects and things that they do get involved with where we would go, gosh, that's a waste of money, you know, like trips to Mars or, you know, like yeah. engineering a, a spacecraft or something. You'd go, what a waste of money. We would never, ever treat our money like that. So who's right? <laughs> and the question is, but really, would we? If you were at that place, would we? Because most people say, I wouldn't. I was... um actually thinking about this with Robert Downey Jr., right? What does he spend his money on and all of this? I was like, $650,000 for a Rolex? This is the green money Rolex. Why do they call it the green money Rolex? I don't know. I just, I saw it and it's green and it probably wasn't cheap. That's Rolex. That's a lot of money. Insure that and wrist. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh man. And, and I think there's a difference of money and and the way of thinking about it and maybe maybe they're right i don't i have no idea but but for me i'm looking at wealth is more than money mm -hmm. uh wealth is more than a, a 650,000 wristwatch are they happy well i don't know jeff bezos got a divorce recently i i don't know what that means right i don't know but for me i want to look at ourselves as holistic people and realizing we're in an interconnected economy, right? So by us buying even from Amazon, you know, I'm not gonna go all like detailed in this, but does that affect our local economy, right? By buying those kind of things through that. And I, I used to own a, an ethical coffee shop and I do not buy at a Starbucks, right? Is that mean I, get less money, less enjoyment or whatever. I don't know. It's an, it's a choice, but I, but you said voting with our actions and I, and we vote with our dollars every day. And we have to ask ourselves again, this environment we created, we created it by our actions because we are consumers. It's those choices uh, that we make, isn't it? You know, it's interesting mm -hmm. that you say you had a coffee shop. My first job was selling coffee. Yeah, You know, and there's, there's certain ways of producing coffee that I would not buy. And that's purely because it doesn't support the communities that are growing and picking and, and actually, you know, tending to the crop of the coffee that yeah. I love so much. So it's that choice, isn't it, that we can, and these are, these are why 
this is why marketing has become such a big deal for people because it's the yep. stories that we're being fed to entice us to be involved and to part with our money in that yep. way to make those decisions. Mm. Well, and I'm thinking a lot about this from a, you know, I have a four-year-old, right? He's going to inherit all of the stuff that, I mean, from what I do personally, right? That's great. And a lot of people just think about that as a, well, how can I make him in a better position financially, right? Have him be above everyone else. That's how the rich and the poor, you know, differences. But at the same time, I'm like, well, we all live on one planet. If we are like destroying this whole ecosystem because of our actions, well, what is he going to inherit? Right. Yeah. And I think that we collectively need to think about that. I don't know the answers. All I know is saying, okay, what do I as an individual need to do? How does that impact my wealth? Personally, financially, physically, emotionally, and how am I being intentional in making the world and my son's world a better place? It's yeah, because it's like rating success, isn't it? You, you know, I'm not a millionaire, but I consider myself successful. It's not about a number on a balance sheet. It's about how I live my life. And it's interesting that you were saying about, you know, the planet. I've actually got somebody lined up to come and talk to us on the show about how we can actively make differences and make choices and changes within our businesses to to help mm -hmm. us uh, still lead a profitable business, but to be environmentally sound yeah. choices. So I'm excited about that because it is important. You know, I'm a mom. I've got a 28-year-old and a 14-year-old. My 28-year-old just asks questions until she runs out of questions and it's absolutely exhausting, but good for her because she's not yeah. accepting face value on things. The 14-year-old is fast catching her up and I just go, ask your sister, because I've already told her once <laughs> to some extent, but they've got to be the ones as well to pick up this mantle for us. You know, it's yeah. like there'll be things that your four-year-old will come back from nursery or play school or, you know, and they'll start to ask you questions about, well, daddy, why do we do it this way? Yeah. And they'll be challenging us. And sometimes that's kind of the only way to do things. It fascinates me that the amount of wealth that's in the world, Sir Terry Pratchett writes about it in his satirical comedy novels. Yeah. There's a real seriousness undertone to what he writes about. And, and I always sort of challenge it in my own mind that if every person on the planet had an equal amount of money, would we have poverty? So, you know, it's like saying to the millionaire, yeah. everybody's got to have at least, you know, £10,000 a year in their pocket, you know, divvy it out. Yeah. What, what difference would that make? You know, so I challenge that kind of thinking and... Yeah, it, it is. We're all born the same and we all die the same. And yet this, this, you know, when we talk, go back to the planet, what do we need? Really? We need food in our belly. We need water and we need warmth. Yeah, I think we, we literally go back to our podcast, Wealth Wisdom Financial. And we did a episode of redefining wealth 
going back and saying, and it was a two-part episode where we talk about going upstream and, and almost the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And thinking through what is it that, that's really needed. And, and but, but again, the marketing world, and we're, we're told, but in order to make this be happy, you need to buy this, this, and this. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's, I don't know. And then if I, if I go on one extreme, I'm, I'm considered a socialist, right? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. um, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. If I go, if I stay on the other side, I'm, I'm a capitalist and I'm like, um, you know, when you actually look at it, you know, it's like my dad always used to say, oh, you know, go, go be something that people always need. You know, that they always need a doctor. They will always need dentists. Yeah. You know, we will always need vets to look after the animals, you know, that feed us and, and this sort of thing. And I can now, you know, now my maturity kicks in, I can totally understand where he was coming from. But when you look back to small communities that that would spring up where the the children would take up the same craft as as the parents mm-hmm. and go into the same business and this sort of thing and then you go back even further you'd have definitive roles played by whoever was the strongest or the most able and most capable yeah. and there really was no balance sheet of oh well give him an extra portion of food over the campfire because yeah. he, you know, everybody was treated equally because everybody had a part to play because if if one person was taken out of the equation, the whole system would fall down. And I think we kind of miss some of that sense of equality in community. And that's where maybe I, for me as a, as a business owner doing wealth, financial planning and all that, it's going back and asking those questions and, and maybe that's going to limit us and I've still been kind of thinking about this from a, like doing YouTube, right? So in order to do YouTube, you have to be like a subject matter expert and just talk about this one thing, one aspect of this, and that's going to grow the algorithm and grow everything. And that's what happens when you meet somebody on the street, right? They immediately, and, and I've been thinking about this because I'm doing some marketing conversations today. Right. But they immediately, when you meet somebody on the street, they ask you, Hey, what's your name? What do you do? Right. And then what it does is that then this has been happening since dawn of time. We then know, Oh, he's a doctor. So I'm going to put him in the doctor bucket and I'm going to ask him all kinds of doctor stuff. Right. And so then that keeps us in the, the buckets, right? We have these different buckets and YouTube and social media keeps us in these buckets. So then, and and then they market us to the same stuff that we like, right? Yeah. And so we keep staying in the same buckets and we're not thinking holistically, which is really hard for somebody who thinks upstream to do marketing. Cause I'm like, yeah, but this is affecting this and and that as if you like that kind of thing, Hey, listen to our podcast. But that's something I've thought about a lot of saying, okay, how do I be a expert? Like a doctor that's a heart surgeon but still realizing that the the stuff that's you're doing to your stomach eating may affect your heart right how do you communicate that stuff and that's that's been a interesting thing but again our money and the still method helps us to think through those even the marketing aspects of our business yeah because 
it's one pillar of three things, isn't it? When you look at your health, your wealth, and it's drawing parallels, isn't it? In those yeah. stories and conversations that you have with people. And and certainly I would just always encourage you to, to have have the conversation through your marketing that you would with anybody, you know, if you were to meet them on the street and, you yeah. know, if they've got a sign up saying, can I have a dollar for a coffee, you know? So come on, let's, let's have a coffee. What, what got you here? How can we help you get out of here? And, and those sorts of things. Yeah. And, and I think it really is irrespective of your circumstances. There's, it's the need to be helping, isn't it? That, that ultimately serves. Well, and I think the main thing, what I like about what you're doing, and it's about having the conversations, having the relationship, because we are, money is just one facet, right? But it affects everything else. And that that's, again, where the, the still method, what, what we do with our, any kind of vehicle, right? Financial vehicles, they all are interconnected to, to serve us, right? They're all tools. And so just thinking about that, but but what we miss a lot of time is the interconnected relationship and conversations that lead us to health and wealth, not just financially, but in all the other areas. It's, it's asking those questions. If you follow, if listeners follow that still method, then they know what they know and they can concentrate their energy on the, what they've discovered that would make the difference for them. Otherwise, you're spending 100% of your energy on nothing but worrying about what you don't know, which is really frustrating. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and the questions, you, you might be asking the same questions and the answers may change. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to change over time as, as you, mm -hmm. because this is like anything. If you get a handle on one thing, you you gain confidence, which seeps into other areas of your life without you even really being conscious of it. Yeah. Let me tell you about my Power Up programme. An hour and a half with me and accountability later. It's by no means ever going to fix everything. But what it will do is it will allow us to find one area that's a key priority for you to implement straight away into your business and allow you to just see the other areas that you need work on. It's a great stepping stone into the 12 week building block program. Just book a chin wag. Let's have a natter and let's see how I can help you. Ask every guest who comes on the show. You've been super helpful with sharing your still method, which will help listeners go and, you know, rethink their wealth. But I ask every guest if they can recall one conversation that had that not have happened would not have created a major change in either their life or their business. Yeah. One of those, I had a conversation with a attorney of ours when we had our coffee shop and I've had several different conversations that you just remember, right? But this one, we had paid off all of our business debt. We had used our infinite banking policies to, to be smart about that. And, and we were growing, we, we looked like everything was fine. I mean, we weren't making a ton of money. I mean, it's a food service business, mm. right? So yeah. people I know that one. when you get in a coffee, you're going to make a lot. I'm like, I'm not really, 
but he asked me and our, our business name was called overflow. So the idea with overflow was you can flow into, and it's kind of reverse of, of this, this rocks that we have, but you would overflow into your immediate family, community, and world, right? That good things will overflow. But the problem was if you, and this is what I was wrestling with, is if I wasn't taking care of myself, I can't overflow to other people, mm-hmm. right? And that was something that was kind of a underlying. But he asked us, we were thinking about franchising and, and growing that brand. And he said, so how much are you paying yourself? And I was like, well, let's not talk about that. Uh, it, <laughs> you buried your head. <laughs> yeah, it was not a lot. And I was like, I felt when I left that meeting, I felt like deflated, even though we had started a business, created something that most people have never done. Majority of people talk, I call them entrepreneurs. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, not real entrepreneurs. You know what I'm talking about? The ones yeah. that always have the idea, but never implement. Well, we were entrepreneurs, but I felt like, man, I am not successful at this. I'm not paying myself. I'm not taking care of myself. And that's why we ended up going into the finance thing, services industry and saying, okay, how can I make sure the business owner, self-employed, small guys, not, not the Jeff Bezos of the world, but how can I help them not do what I did? Because most of the time, business owners are like, yeah, I'll pay myself less because it is literally, I don't know about it in the UK, but in the, in, in the US, it's illegal to not pay your staff. But you as the owner don't have to pay yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You can say, well, it's all right. I'm not going to take a paycheck right now. And that's okay. And that's what people say is, oh, that, that's, that's okay. And I'm, I kind of think a lot of saying, okay, let's pretend like that was a law that you have to take care of yourself just as much as you take care of your staff. And I think that's what that conversation was like. Oh, wait. If you don't value yourself. Yeah. So value yourself, because if you don't do that, then it all falls apart. And I I wonder, maybe in our world, as we're not valuing ourselves and and what we have around us, maybe that's why we're in a bad situation. I don't know. I don't know. Well, potentially that flow of of money and energy, if you like, is being put into different areas to com- to make ourselves feel valued ourselves. It's our money yeah. and we, we choose yeah. how we spend it. But actually, it, it's, it needs to become a bit more fundamentally proportionate, doesn't it, than, than all yeah. these little peripheral things that, you know, make you feel better for about 10 minutes or an hour on the couch. That's again, why I recommend every business owner read Profit First, especially if you're starting, read that book, Profit First, and and be a learner of of that. Don't just say, I'm a widget seller and I'm going to sell all this and not engage with your money. That's that's another thing is be a a learner of all things in your business. I would agree with that, actually, Brandon, because when I first started out 17 and a half years ago, it was about enjoying the work I was doing, you know, and yes, I charged a reasonable rate and one thing or another, but then you learn that in actual fact, you're disvaluing yourself by not charging what you ought to or 
spend you know gaining the the recognition because that energy of money is also a recognition as well of what it is yeah. that you're doing so so whilst we all you know and I'm a big advocate that you should enjoy what you're doing and you know all of that not if it's at the cost of you undervaluing yourself yeah. definitely yeah. that that's again it's a both and not an either or and that's yeah. the hardest part in our labels is we want to say this way but it's usually a both and not yeah. either or and and but that we don't like that especially in our politics and then and, and everything we love to be pigeonhole and i'm like well no having a life and business that is like you have a lot of passion about but also at the same time making sure you can buy groceries that's again the still method going through that that's why i sold the coffee shop not because i was like all right is this leading to where i want it to go me personally and uh, is this bringing a life to the fullest that i want look for that one percent adjustment exactly Exactly. (laughs) Well, Brandon, I can't thank you enough for giving up your time to to join us today. I always encourage listeners, you know, to reach out to guests after they've listened, they've got any more questions. And of course, we'd love to hear about that as a show as well, because we then get to know that we're making the difference through our conversations and that they count. Where's the best place for them to find you hanging out? Yeah, if you go to Wealth Wisdom FP, that's financial partners, but we don't, you don't have to type in the financial part. WealthWisdomFP.com, that's www.WealthWisdomFP.com. We have a YouTube channel. We have a podcast channel. I'm on all those social medias. So if you go to YouTube, you better be able to find us. And LinkedIn. And then if you guys want the still method, just go to www.stillmethod.com. There's only one question I have for you. Now you have listened to Brandon and I cover the conversation about money. And that is, well, how deliberate are you? Do drop me a line, pop us a review. Let us know so that we can carry on that conversation. And don't forget to pop over to those links and download those free resources. You just never know where the next bit of help is going to come from. Until next time, where we're going to be helping you with your LinkedIn company pages with Michelle J. Raymond.